Five seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. Left left. 372 Y sticks. The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. What's up? Here we go. Let's get going. A couple of hours with you here on this Monday to start the week off. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Your local Farm Bureau insurance agents all across the state. Hometown heroes in all 82 counties across the great state of Mississippi, ready to serve you wherever you are, wherever you're going, wherever you live. Check them out at favrates.com. And staying connected to you here because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi, C Spire, customer inspired. Welcome in as we kick off a new week. Let me go ahead and uh, set up the numbers for you. Hey to everybody on Facebook, Twitter, watching on the streams. Got the numbers here for you. See those. If you're listening, you can't see them. Listen up. You want to uh, be a part of the show on the Divini Equipment phone? That'd be great. I always enjoy talking with you on the phone. Divini Equipment, Madison and Jackson, your Kubota dealer. It is 995-1059. It's a 601 number. 995-1059. You want to text the show? That'd be great, too. It's 885-ESPN. 885-ESPN. Or if you need the number, it's 885-3776. And then, of course, I'll look at tweets throughout the day. I'm Radio Wyatt on Twitter. We'll get some Facebook comments in there also in a long ways to go. And there's a lot to cover, too, I think, that uh, is pertinent to you now. Certainly the the story that everybody's talking about, uh, the passing of Kobe Jones and that terrible accident. But it wasn't just him. I've said Kobe Jones. Kobe Bryant wasn't just Kobe Bryant. It's his family. It's friends. It's, you know, a, a helicopter full of people. So it's not just yeah. one person. Think about his wife and family, how they're feeling today. Yeah, I mean, I just can't even imagine. So it's that, and I have a few thoughts on that. Somebody wrote something that I found. He's one of my favorite writers, and um, there's a take in there that I think we all need to hear. And um, that's not going to change anything, but I want you to hear that. That's coming up. And look, it's hard to transition from one to the other, but we're going to do it. There's... um, a chance today to kind of catch up on what State did in recruiting over the weekend. I know a lot of State fans listen to the show and want to know. You had a potential quarterback recruit transfer come in there this weekend and visit. And we'll get an update from somebody who's in Starkville following it closely, Paul Jones from Jeans Page 24-7 Sports. He's coming up later. Also, if everything goes according to plan, we're going to be joined by Rick Cleveland, longtime sports writer, columnist in the state of Mississippi, and um, something special that happened on this day that we're going to talk with Rick about. And if you you know, have been following sports in Mississippi, especially like the history of certain things, I think you'll find it very interesting. Uh, and so that's coming up as well. Roger, welcome, man. What's up? How was your weekend? Oh, it was great. I ate a, 
got the grill going and got me some of that sausage cooks you gave me. And a boy, some from the uh, from country pleasing. Country <clears throat> pleasing made some uh, sausage shish kebabs. And a boy, and a boy, put them on the grill. Yeah, that, that's that's a good way to eat some zucchini and uh, <laughs> like yellow squash. Yeah, all that pork fat on there. That's it, y'all. And listen, we're not joking. Uh, and Roger, the three cheese variety, by the way. Okay, so the sausage with the three cheeses in it, mm. man, it's really good. They have so many different flavors, and I, I just finished the package of green onion sausage I got from Country Pleasing, and so I'm gonna have to get some more. They loaded they us give, up. Did they give you any of those stuffed pork chops? Uh, the I heard stuff, somebody talking about those. I haven't seen those in the store. Oh, I, I will be looking though. I got some pork chops, but not the stuffed ones. Oh, I mean, we it, it, we loaded up. You still. <laughs> And Roger, you can't have eaten all the sausage. Just some of the sausage they gave I got, you. I got a pack left. I mean, I, I had they gave me. I, I had to freeze some. I've been eating like Elvis, man. <laughs> it is fantastic stuff. Y'all check them out. Especially um, if you're in the Jackson area. Let's say you're ever south of Jackson. You're headed down 49. When you get down there to uh, Florence, pull in there. Okay, they're on the northbound side of 49, right just south of the construction. But pull in there and see the operation. You'll be really impressed with what they've got going on at Country Pleasing. I, I promise you. Country Pleasing Meat Packers, a great Mississippi company, been here a long time. They do a, a heck of a job. All right, so I'm, uh, let me turn a couple of pages for you. Number one, flip the page. Over here on Facebook, Tim, you're asking, you're saying, catch us up on the Costello transfer. We are going to do that. Okay, with Paul Jones, who's going to be on later this hour. Paul covers recruiting, you know, year round. And he'll have some details on kind of how it went, as well as some other stuff. Because it was a big recruiting weekend for State. And then, of course, you had the basketball win. State's uh, women just whipping uh, the Ole Miss women's team. It was not even really a close ball game ever. State just blew the doors off. So it's you know one program that's here and one that's trying to get up off the mat, so to speak. <clears throat> so you had that result, all that going on this weekend. I heard that uh, Costello was out at some of the – I don't know, local establishments introducing himself as the next QB. So oh, that's really? That's a good sign. Good sign. <laughs> yeah, I think he was having a good time. Yeah. Well, th if that's the case, that would lead you to believe that, you know, it's just a matter of when as opposed to if. But yeah. we'll see what we can find out. So, Tim, I appreciate your question. We're definitely going to cover that today. Now, I want to say that everybody in the world is talking about the tragic death of Kobe Bryant in that helicopter accident yesterday. Everybody in the world's talking about it, obviously. And there is an element of, you know, you tune in here to the show and, you know, I'm sure that, and you're going to get it, a portion of this show where you kind of, we're not going to focus on that, give you a break from it. Um, not that you necessarily want or need a break from it, but we're going to get into some other things. Because, you know, you can get any amount of coverage and, opinions and everything pretty much anywhere on that subject but it is a terrible thing and chris i was listening to chris brooks earlier he said something that i thought was very true and that is you know if you're of a certain age where we are we're parents you're looking at that situation through the eyes of a parent and that's what makes this not that it wouldn't be tragic otherwise, but that's what makes this doubly tragic is because Kobe Bryant was on that helicopter with his daughter, his 13-year-old daughter. 
because those other passengers were a mother and a father with their daughter of the same age who they were traveling to a basketball event. And, you know, I, I just, that's been, so, so how do I, how do I frame this up? Look in our house, in the Wyatt house, we, I mean, we've lived in this particular house for eight years and I honestly think there has not once ever been an NBA basketball game on our television that we all sat down and looked at. I honestly don't think that's ever happened. But we're all aware of big stars in the NBA like LeBron James and, of course, Kobe Bryant. So the reason I told you that is because yesterday, if for whatever reason, it that news, it hit my wife and I especially hard. It punched us right squarely in the gut. My wife was still talking about it this morning. She stayed up late last night. It was one of those deals where we both wake up in the middle of the night at, at 2.30 a.m., kind of wide awake, and that's what we talked about. We've never watched together. Annabeth and I have never watched Kobe Bryant play a game together on television. Now, we're both aware and have seen it. We certainly don't know any of those people personally. They are only celebrity status, you know, or in another part of the country. Don't know them. We're just consuming it from an extreme distance the way the rest of you are, the way the rest of the world is. But that was our reaction. And I really believe the reason is we have an eight-year-old daughter. We are looking at this through the eyes of a parent. And I know many of you have done the same thing. And it's, you know, I'm not going to say that we are as people and as adults that kind of collectively in society, we're desensitized to hearing news of tragic deaths or plane crashes or things like that with adults. It's not that we are. It's just that because when kids are involved, Roger, exactly. When kids are involved, there's something about it that we just have such a hard time uh, processing and dealing with and and understanding. Um, and I think that's what is so unbelievably tough about this, uh, or has been for so many people across the country. And yes, you are connected to it and you are emotionally involved in it because it's a celebrity, right? That's what pulls you in initially. But any parent, when you hear that Kobe Bryant was on this helicopter with his 13-year-old daughter. Then every parent has this emotional connection where you close your eyes and you're in his shoes Um, as much as you can be without actually being there. You're in his shoes of what would I do? You know, my gosh, what if it were me and my daughter? Those kinds of things. And so take her up in a chopper when in that weather, never. Roger, why were they flying? Overconfident. I mean, he's been doing it for 20 years. Yeah. But it's just dangerous in those visibility. You you literally don't know up from down, and you can panic. Mm-hmm. I mean, when when the some of the pictures, the early pictures of the rescue craft going out there, they had some helicopters. I saw a helicopter. He was so low to the ground, and it looked like the ceiling was just above 
the rescue helicopter. And it, it wasn't very high off the ground at all. Mm-hmm. So, well, very and, tragic. And I, and I, you know, you know, and this because it's a celebrity, of course, that's who we identify with. But yes. What about all these relatives of the other people who were on that same aircraft, and mm-hmm. all they're hearing about is Kobe? That's right. Yada, you know, I that's exactly right. That's exactly did. right, Roger. You know, it's it, it's exactly right. And you know, far be it from us to. We're not doing that. I mean, nobody's going to accuse us of that. We're not sitting here like this soon questioning the decision. It's just one of those where you look at it and go, you know, could it have been avoided? Well, yeah. I mean, we're hearing stuff about what the local police force said that, or was it, you know, it's some the tower kept telling him you need to land that thing. Well, and, and there was some, there's some municipality out there that, that uses helicopters that said that they made the decision that they were all going to be grounded for the day because of the level of the fog. The sheriff's department. It It was the sheriff's department. That's what it was. Right. And therefore they weren't going to do it. So it was a, I mean, it was just a risky thing. They should, you know, it shouldn't have happened, but, but it did. And that's where we are now, before we turn the page on it, wanted to address it. And I know that again, that everyone's talking about it. We're not, immune to this kind of stuff. We've had stories over the years. A lot of different celebrities over the years have been involved in plane crashes. A lot of different athletes. Uh, Roy Halladay, you know, the former Philly and Blue Jay. Uh, to that was just, you know, a couple, three years ago. Private plane. He's flying it. Crashes in the Gulf of Mexico. Um, you had uh, in about 10 years before that, uh, Corey Little, Yankees pitcher, private plane. NASCAR driver, Davey Allison. That's right. Uh, a, that's that's right. We're I missing forgot. some. We're missing some. Davey Allison was, that was a helicopter deal, wasn't it? It was, right there at uh, the field where that made them at the track. That's right. You know, as far as small planes, remember John F. Kennedy Jr., that's what happened to him. He's flying his own. Payne Stewart, golfer. Small plane. Um, Thurman Munson. Yankees catcher, 79, killed while flying his own Cessna plane with a friend in uh, Akron, Ohio. Munson didn't survive. The friend and flight instructor both did survive. Um, Roberto Clemente, uh, my dad's favorite baseball player uh, back when he was young, um, killed in a plane crash between San Juan Puerto Rico and Nicaragua en route to assist victims of an earthquake in the Central American nation. That was in 72. Of course, 1970, you had the entire Marshall football team. We've seen those things before. Uh, Troy Gentry. I know he's not an athlete, but I mean, celebrity. a couple years ago. Yeah, Montgomery Gentry. That's right. Half of the Montgomery. Okay, um, real quick. This will take just a couple of minutes. I want y'all to hear it, and then we're going to turn the page, and we'll move on and do some other stuff today. One of my favorite sports writers all time is Mitch Album. Mitch is in Detroit, has been for years and years. He was a part of that, what used to be the regular Sunday morning ESPN show, Sports Reporters, that I always really enjoyed, and they killed it a couple of years ago. That was him. He was on that show. Listen to what he wrote in Detroit. I'm going to give you a few things, and then we're going to change subjects and go over to the phone line. Album titled his column today this, Kobe Bryant's legendary life wasn't supposed to end in a nightmare. Listen to what he says. This is Mitch Album. Man is not built to fly. 
Some still do. Kobe Bryant did. He flew through the air of Serban Philadelphia basketball courts and he flew over college altogether. Landed in the NBA as a 17-year-old where he flew through defenders. Flew through the record books. Flew through the hero worship and the criticism. Flew through the worst kind of controversy. Flew through 20 seasons with the same L.A. Lakers team. And when his body could no longer handle those heights, he flew into retirement and a new life as a storyteller for which, before his 40th birthday, he'd already collected an Academy Award. Kobe Bryant flew through life. But even seasoned pilots warn that the air is not benevolent. As Sunday unfolded in a foggy Southern California morning, Bryant, 41, was flying again, this time inside a helicopter with eight other people. One of them was his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna. They were reportedly heading for a youth basketball game where she was to play and he was to coach. They never landed. Kobe Bryant is dead. His daughter is dead. The other passengers and pilots in that helicopter are dead after it crashed into a hillside in Calabasas, California, starting a brush fire. As of this writing, no one is saying exactly what went wrong. Now, hear this and then we're going to move. The media is thick with tweeted tributes to Bryant from celebrities and NBA stars. The sports channels are rerunning every amazing, gravity-defying, eye-blinking move that Kobe Bryant made en route to five NBA championship rings, but none of it feels appropriate. It feels too early. Now, you can go read that. I agree. Yeah. Put it pretty really well. He's the Detroit Free Press. Y'all can go read that. There's more to it, and he points out it feels like it's too early for tributes to his career and basketball career, given the tragedy of all the people and all the families that were affected by this. Now, he doesn't call anyone into blame for doing it. He just said this feels less a time for tribute than for tragedy. Um, he said it doesn't seem the moment to assemble a basketball player's accomplishments and hang them on the national clothesline for an assessment of his place in history. But... That is what we do in this business. So anyway, um, wanted to give you that. There's more to it. It is incredibly well done. He's one of the best there is. If y'all want to read that, go re- read Mitch Album in today's Detroit Free Press. It is freep.com. All right, with a couple of minutes left here, let's, let's go ahead and get our subject change started. I believe we have an old teammate of mine from Mississippi State, on the Divinity Equipment phone line from Winfield, Alabama, unless there's another Stoney from Winfield calling me. Stoney, what's up? Don't know it, Matt. First of all, our prayers go out to, to Kobe and his family. It's just, uh, you know, I didn't never like to fly during our time when mm-hmm. we played either, but enough being said about that. And uh, not to take away from it. But my question is to you, with Mike Leach coming in wanting to install this air raid offense, that's great and everything, Matt, but just he runs, do we have the people or personnel to do it? Or is he going to have to take a year or two to get the receivers? And I don't want to say this, maybe even a quarterback that can run this offense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Stoney... Do you know right now? 
Well, here, go ahead, man. Yeah, here's what I was going to say real quick, Stoney, is none of us really know for sure. You know how that is. But I'm, I kind of feel like it's going to take some time to totally recruit your personnel to what you want to do. Um, not that they can't. Exactly. Not that they can't. But like you, if you look at Washington State, Stoney, in seven or eight years that he coached at Washington State, their worst season throwing the ball was his first season. And and now, now it right. was ju- it was just shy of it was just shy of four thousand yards. They threw for like thirty nine hundred yards. State's thrown for twenty five hundred each of the last two years. They're going to throw it more. It's just I think to get all the receivers you want, it's going to take a little bit. Stoney, I got a question for you before we run out of time, real quick. Go ahead. Is that a rooster I hear in the background? That's right. When you become a chicken farmer and they pay the bills, you'll get on the radio and let them crow. That? <laughs> that's, so right. that's more interesting background noise we've had. Hey, you're right. I would rather that's hear right. a rooster in the background than some of the other noise we get on some callers. Hey, Stoney, man, I can't. Right. Hey, I love you. It's great to hear your voice. I hope you'll call me back soon, okay? Love you too, Matt. Keep up the good work. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Stony Price, offensive guard. Late 90s. Number 69 in your program. Number one in your heart. And now he's a chicken farmer. Ooh, what a big one. He's a big one, all right. All right, let's get moving. I got a story for you next you want to hear if you're a Mississippian here in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show, I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. Local agents, hometown heroes in all 82 counties. It was good to get a call from old teammate. Stony Price from Winfield. He played offensive line at State in the late 90s. We were teammates for a few years. Winfield, y'all know where that is. Anybody who's ever driven from Tupelo to Birmingham on Highway 78, you know where Winfield is. Or, you know, back in the day, there was no big four or six-lane highway buzzing through there from Tupelo to Birmingham. You had to actually go on old 78, right, which went through Ewan, one word. And then about three miles later, you go through Gwyn, two words. (laughs) And then... You go through Winfield. And in Winfield, they used to have a great barbecue restaurant because everybody drove through there headed to Birmingham. You'd get a lot of traffic. It was called the Boar's Butt. <laughs> Raise your hand if you've ever stopped and eaten barbecue at the Boar's Butt restaurant in Winfield, Alabama. I got my hand up. There's another. It's closed now? I think so, Roger. You might have oh. to I, help me on that. I don't know. I don't know. I just haven't been through the town in so long. And there's another. Um, Mississippi State tie in there. Bart Heisch from Winfield. 
three-point shooter on that Final Four team for Mississippi State. Anyway, good to hear from Stoney. All right, you want to be a part of the show? You can be. Love to hear from you. I told you I have a story for you, and I do. I do have a story for you. First, though, I'm going to get to some of your comments on the text line and a few on Facebook as well. Let's start on Facebook. Hate everybody watching. Facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Jeremy says, uh, you have a great way of putting things, Matt. Thank you, Jeremy. Not always. Maybe every now and then, you know, you find it. Brian on Facebook says, death. Roger, I'm hearing something in the background there. It's just a little echo. I don't know what that is. Uh, Brian says, death is the one thing that makes each of us equal. You just never know the time. That's exactly right. I do agree with Chris on Facebook who says the best sausage and pork chops in the South, country please, and meat packers right here in Mississippi. No question about it. There is no question about it. And a reminder for those of you who are wanting a KJ Costello recruitment update for Mississippi State, we're going to get that for you coming up. Paul Jones coming up later in the hour from uh, 24-7 Sports. Now, over on the text line, you want to be a part of the show that way, it's a good way to do it. 885-ESPN or 885-3776. Danny in Ringgold, Georgia says, any word on advanced ticket sales for football 2020? I don't know, Danny. See, that is one area of the sports world that I don't have nearly enough knowledge of, and that is ticket sales, <laughs> because I don't buy them very often. Um, so I, are you, I don't know if you're asking me if they are on sale or if you're just asking for how they are going. Um, either way, I don't really know. I'd have to kind of look it up, and, and, and if you can kind of direct me on what specifically it is you want to know, I'll see if I can find out and then give you the information. How about that? Nick on the text line, 885-ESPN says, After seeing the news, my wife and I held our two girls a little bit tighter last night. There's one thing when you see or learn of or, you know, you get wind of a tragedy from far off, you know, one of the derivatives of that is it does put things in perspective, doesn't it? The, uh, you know, the idea that life is short, boy, it absolutely drives that point home for sure. Yeah, John Denver was a celebrity who, same thing, was in a, killed in a small plane. It was flying in an experimental aircraft that came apart on him. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I did not know that. Experimental aircraft. Yeah. It was called an uh, an easy something, but it had the canard wings up front, looked like kind of little little stubby wings, and then uh, kind of a delta thing in the back. It was a cool-looking plane, but, you know, it was home-built. Mm-hmm. It came apart. Easy light, they call it, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Fluffy says uh, Clemente was so sad because he was flying humanitarian aid that had previously been diverted by corrupt officials. That's right. Roberto Clemente is just an incredible story. It really is. Southpaw said, don't forget Roy Halladay. Yeah, we mentioned that back in 2017, the former Phillies and Blue Jays pitcher crashed in the Gulf of Mexico. Where Whereabouts in the Gulf? I'm, I mean, I always heard that. I just didn't know exactly where was it 
and I didn't know where he was from. Um, Bulldog Barney asks, what about the safety from Virginia? Let me make that note for you. So we're going to talk Costello with Paul Jones coming up. Now we're going to add to it the safety from Virginia. Somebody actually told me that this weekend, that there was potentially a um, defensive player, I guess a defensive back from Virginia that's transferring. The state may have a shot out, and uh, I'll see if I can you know, find that for you. When I say find it, I'll just ask Paul. He'll know. Paul Jones coming up. Yeah, Reservoir Dog, how about that? He says, Chicken Hawk has competition. Rooster Man, hashtag Stony. <laughs> Stony Price called me, and in the background, I, I hear, it's like I was going to make a joke about it. I was thinking, do I ask him if he's become a South Carolina fan? Or <laughs> I want you to bring your 360 degree cam, and we'll get them uh, two together at the tailgate. Wouldn't that be something? Hey, and let me just tell you, you know, Chicken Hawk, he's a biggin, right? Yeah. You ought to see Stony. You you ought to see him. All right. I have a, I have a slimming effect if I'm in the picture. Uh, you know. Yeah, you be. I'll make sl- you look good. And let me tell you what, Roger. You be the slimmest one in that picture. I promise you. My goodness. Peanut butter Falcon says, "I'm much more grateful for my two boys and wife. Makes me want to love them every day as if it were my last." Well, yeah, we really should approach it that way because um, it could be. Yeah, don't ever say goodbye on a bad note. That's right. It could be. It could be the last one. Uh, I told you I had a story for you. I, I want to bring this up to you. I was looking through earlier today some things that had happened on this day. Now, you know, yesterday, the 26th, it is forever going to be famous for, Fluffy points it out, forever going to be famous on January 26th, Bear Bryant passed away and Kobe Bryant passed away the same day. Isn't that interesting? Um, but today, the 27th, January 27th, something very significant happened in New Orleans Saints history. This is not bad news, bad history. On this day, January 27th, here it is. 1967, January 27th, the newly you know, awarded franchise, the New Orleans Saints, signed their first ever player. And his name was Paige Cothran. Any any of y'all know who Paige Cothran is? Paige Cothran. The first player ever signed by the New Orleans Saints when they became a new franchise. Was born in Natchez, Mississippi in 1935. His mother was a pool the brother of Buster Ray and Barney Poole, three of the 15 Poole and Poole relatives who played at Ole Miss. Paige Cothran grew up to play at Ole Miss and was really, really good. Okay? Very good. He did all kinds of stuff. But his... I mean, he ran the ball. He blocked. But his best attribute was as a kicker. He played in the NFL for the Rams and the Eagles... And after he'd been out of football for a while, he the Saints gave him a shot. He was the first player ever signed by the New Orleans Saints on this day, 1967. And you talk about an interesting guy. 
Look up and read a little bit about Paige Cothran, a great Mississippian who passed away going on four years ago. He was really incredible. I'll tell you more about him later. Coming up next, Paul Jones. Stick around. Uh, stay tuned. In a minute or so, we're going to chat it up with Paul Jones from 24-7 Sports. He is at PJ247Sports on Twitter. Got it. At PJ247Sports. I'll even show you what it looks like. That's what. It, yep, there it is. At PJ247Sports. <laughs> we'll chat it up with Paul coming up. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau. Go! With the home team. They are your home team. Hometown heroes. Local insurance agents, somebody you deal with one-on-one. That's what you get at Farm Bureau. Something happens Saturday night at, I don't know, 11 o'clock, fender bender. What do you do? Call them on their cell phone. Get them out of bed. (laughs) They're probably not in the bed. But that's what they'll do. They'll come right there and kind of jump onto the scene and help you immediately. And that's what's great about having a local person to deal with. And when you have your insurance with Farm Bureau, that's what you have, local agents. Most of them you probably already know right there in your hometown, your home county, your home area. So hit them up at favorates.com. If you haven't already, do that, favorates.com. Hey to everyone on Facebook. Thanks for watching, facebook.com slash radio. Wyatt, we were talking about goodbyes. John on Facebook says, my wife refuses to tell me goodbye when I leave out on a trip or to get off the phone. We got Philip on Facebook in Washington. We had someone earlier, um, Ethan, saying hello on Facebook from New York. We have people listening to the show from Arizona and Baltimore. It's amazing what radio is like in 2020. What is recruiting like in 2020 specifically for Mississippi State? Let's talk about it right now. On the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and Jackson, Paul Jones from 24-7 Sports and Jeans page. Paul, if you had a nickel for every time someone had asked you about K.J. Costello, you you could go get uh, several barbecue sandwiches right now, couldn't you? <laughs> Probably so, man. Um, it's, it's been interesting. I mean, it, it's been one of the strangest recruiting cycles I guess I've been a part of. And, and you know, you get that when you have changing of staffs. And, you know, I, I think one thing Mississippi State fans have learned is the respect that Mike Leach has with the league quarterbacks in the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about K.J. Costello was here. And I probably shouldn't say elite when I describe Clemson quarterback, uh, Chase Bryce. Nobody knows what he's about yet because he hasn't really played like Costello has. But, I mean, I think you could consider Costello and Chase Bryce two of the top grad transfer quarterbacks in the country right now. And uh, Mississippi State hosted one of them this past weekend and are supposed to host another one next week, this coming weekend. So uh, it's kind of kind of an interesting situation the way it's played out, man. Paul, Roger was telling me that there was some rumors floating around out there that 
KJ Costello and had a good time on the official visit this weekend and that out and about in town, he told some people he was the next quarterback. Are you hearing any of that? I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me. We had some people on our site saying they ran into him this weekend out in Starville and said the same thing. Um, you know, he was he was priority number one for Mike Leach when they were still at Washington State. Uh, and I think had the coaching change not happened, I think Costello would have probably been going to Washington State and probably would have already made that happen. Mm. As far as his commitment, obviously he can't enroll until the summer because he doesn't finish up with he doesn't finish up his degree in Stanford, I think, until April or May. So uh, he's going to have to enroll somewhere in the summer. But I think that's just carried over, Matt, to Mississippi State. Now the leech is here. Um, uh, he really hadn't, as far as I know, entertained many other schools. Um, hasn't set up any other visits, and you know we'll see what this week brings, but. At this point, I would be surprised if he does not end up in Mississippi State. So, so what about this kid from Clemson who's coming in to visit? Well, he's um, obviously he's he's been behind a good one at Clemson. Um, there's no yeah, no major reason why he's transferring. I mean, it's pretty obvious. But uh, I guess the only difference between him and KJ is is that Chase will have two years left to play uh instead of just one like okay. kj uh don't don't know we don't know as much about chase though like i said he hasn't played like costella has and uh you know obviously costella was was one of the tops in the country a couple of years ago when he threw for over 3400 yards and 30 touchdowns and uh, had one of the best completion percentages in the country as well and i know that's always a sticking point for mississippi state and their fans uh, and the kid's been above, I think his career percentage is over 62%. So, um, yeah. you know, we will, to be honest with you, Matt, you could see that visit this weekend not happen if Costello makes his decision before then, because I don't think Chase would waste his time, nor Mississippi State would waste his time if they, you know, things are shuttled between them and KJ Costello. Okay. Paul Jones on your radio right now from Jeans Page 24 7 Sports. Paul, someone earlier brought up the subject of a safety from the University of Virginia who's a grad transfer, and it was a player that they were asking about. you know anything about that? Yeah, Chris Moore. Uh, he has one year left to play. He entered the transfer portal early last week, and uh, you know, even before he did that, we had heard a lot that Mississippi State was looking at a great transfer safety and trying to find the right one. Uh, it seems like Moore has caught their attention. He is possibly uh, supposed to officially visit Mississippi State this coming weekend. Uh, he's a guy that's had 82 tackles the last two years, had 41 tackles this past year, and uh, made a handful of starts, I think five or six starts. Uh, obviously, Mississippi State lost Chris Landrews, Brian Cole. you got C.J. Morgan coming off a serious injury. Uh, they they need some veterans back there. They need some more help as those younger guys, such as uh, J.P. Purvis and the guys coming in, Janari Dean, uh, they need some more experience and more reps first before they feel comfortable with them. But uh, we'll see what happens this weekend. Uh, so far, that's the only main name we've heard as far as grad transfer safeties. And like I said, you know how it goes, Matt. You could see kids enter that portal between now and, and May and June, and I, I expect Mississippi State to have some of their own players enter the transfer portal after spring practice. So uh, we'll see what 
what the future holds brings in that aspect as far as grad transfer safeties. But right now, he's probably the main one that has Mississippi State's focus. Okay. And, Paul, um, what about a local kid went to Germantown High School, signed with Alabama, Nigel Knott, who put it out there on Twitter that, you know, he appreciated a chance at Alabama, but he's in the portal. What do you make of his situation? You know, I mean, Nigel just hadn't played much at Alabama. Injuries have played a part in that. I think he's had two separate injuries over there. He tore his ACL not long after he enrolled in Alabama. And, uh, you know, he, he's a guy that Mississippi State recruited hard in high school. Uh, and that was under Dan Mullen's staff. Uh, I think it was, it was safe to say Mississippi State was probably the runner-up in his recruitment. And, of course, second place in recruiting doesn't get you anything. So he went to Alabama, didn't play much. Uh, you know, I really don't see – that big of a need and haven't heard the Mississippi State has a big need for a grad transfer cornerback. You know, we'll see what happens and uh, what Nigel's options are. But, uh, you know, I'd be, I kind of be surprised if Mississippi State pursued him, seeing how that he's a corner. Okay. Um, as far as um, what's going to happen on that first Wednesday in February, Paul, what can you tell us to prepare State fans who are listening for maybe what to expect State to do, the number of players and that kind of thing, on the next signing day? Well, I, it's going to be interesting to me with grad transfers, man, because it's always a different deal. You know, some years, uh, and not that this is something that's happened in, the, in a lot in the past because the whole grad transfer portal thing is kind of still new to us all. And uh, But, you know, sometimes we've had them release those guys as signees uh, and sometimes they come in later and they're not listed as signees. So, you know, when that when February the fifth rolls around, Matt, I don't I don't know if they count Scott Lashley as a signee. You know, we did with uh, we did see that with Brandon Ruiz, the kicker from Arizona State. He was on the signee list in December. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how they go that route. But other than that, KJ Costello, same situation with grad transfers. Uh, you know, from the from the high school ranks, uh, I believe we're we're going to see them try to sign a couple of offensive linemen, uh, and I think we'll see a probably a uh, a wide receiver maybe in there, or, okay. or that may be something they look in the portal at later. But you know, right now, I would if I had to put money on it. I'd probably say we see anywhere from three to four new signees on that day, and uh, like I said, that that could very well include some grad transfers. Good stuff, Paul. That's a lot of information. That's a, 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 you know, an information sandwich there in about ten minutes. And I really appreciate it. After what was, well, hey, thank God, thank God we got thirty signing here, so we didn't have to talk about thirty guys. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they they already put twenty two in the in the locker room back in December. It's like the hay is mostly in the barn at this point, but. And 10 of them are in classes right now in Mississippi State. And that's yeah, something. It is something. We get to watch them in spring practice, which we're all looking forward to. Hey, Paul, appreciate it, man. See you soon. Anytime. Thank you. Paul Jones, 24-7 Sports. Y'all follow him on Twitter at PJ247Sports for Mississippi State Recruiting Info. Hour 2 coming up, including Rick Cleveland, which I think you'll find it interesting. All that and more. Another hour to go in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.